This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is going on? Coming to you guys with episode 116. I think it's episode 116. Anyways, with episode 116, a member of the Blue Wired Podcasting Network, official podcast at RaidersBeat.com, looking ahead as the 5-3 Las Vegas Raiders as the Denver Broncos head to town. Uh, they're 3-5, and five, the exact opposite, and a team that is a little depleted. They got some injuries. We got some things happening over there in Denver that are favoring our Las Vegas Raiders. I don't want to say it feels good, but it kind of feels good. Feels good to be winning the injury battle, I would say. As a as a Raider fan, there's you know there, there's different ways to take this. There's some fans that look at injuries of other teams. They want to say no, I want to face them at full strength. No, I want to you know I want them to bring their best. I don't want you know just some chinzy win. Then there's a part of me that seems that sees a team like the Denver Broncos as not much of a threat anyways, and I'm going to want any advantage I can get. Now, if we're going to play the Chiefs, yeah, you know, so be it. If they have a, you know, let's, let's, you know, roll them out because if we want to win a Super Bowl, that's the, that's the team we're going to have to go through. But uh, the Denver Broncos, if they got injuries, hey, I mean, bring it on. I, I'll, like I said, I'll take the advantage. This week is going to be a little loaded uh, for Raider Cody content per se. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be sitting down. We're going to talk, be talking with Eddie Borsili. This episode is going to be brought to you by Cited. So download the Cited Debates app um, and, of course, get involved with our conversations each week. Uh, so that podcast, this is obviously going to be the first podcast dropping. You're going to be seeing the second podcast most likely drop tomorrow night, Thursday night, and I'm going to be talking with Brandon Perna. He is uh, a Broncos fan and host and producer of That's Good Sports, big-time Broncos guy. So even more Raiders Broncos talk the next day. So be on the lookout for the second podcast, or if you're listening to this first one now, 
Thursday or Friday, uh, you know, click into episode two. So yeah, also, you know, get on YouTube and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Drop down now. Leave a five-star rating and review. Why not? Get into it. So, Raider Nation, let's quit messing around, and uh, let's go ahead and bring in our guy, and let's get this conversation rolling. The most honorary guest of the show, and a guy that you're going to be hearing from weekly during these game previews midweek. So, like I said, without messing around, let's bring in our guy, executive producer of NFL Sirius XM's radio station, Eddie Borsili. So joining me now, the guy that you're going to be hearing from weekly talking about this game preview, and this week is the second matchup of our three-game streak going against uh, some division rivals here. Eddie Borsili, brother, what is going on? Cody, what is up, man? I am here for the Devontae Booker revenge game versus those Denver Broncos. This is a must-win for the Raiders heading down the stretch. This is a big game for them. I'm here for it. I'm ready to talk some football. Let's go. The Devontae Booker revenge game. He should have a little chip on his shoulder, right? Because he was getting, what, a, like a touch or two each game last year? Pretty much nothing. He might as well have been on the bench. They kind of phased him out a little bit. He kind of was the guy when he got drafted, and they, they kind of gave him a shot. He, he excelled a little bit, and they kind of pulled the plug on him when Philip Lindsay kind of took over a little bit. So he's definitely – look, he runs with a chip on his shoulder to begin with. Yeah. Now playing his former team, I think Gruden's going to set him up for some plays for sure to get this guy Ooh, in the end zone. I love it. Coming out coming out hot with some hot takes, Eddie Bersili. Not not wasting any time getting into this, but speaking of our backfield, uh, we got a guy last week that we lost in the middle of the game, our fullback, the best fullback in the league. And uh, okay. you know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, Alec Ingold is one tough son of a gun because we find out that he fractured two ribs he was on the practice field today, which was Wednesday, and is expected to play on Sunday. How freaking crazy. Now, here's the thing is that's kind of what we – I don't want to say we expect that of, out of Alec Ingold because even hearing that, I'm a little shocked. Uh, but seeing the type of training um, – I had his trainer sending me videos all offseason long. And this dude, I mean, was just nonstop working like crazy. So I don't want to say I'm you know shocked – because I, oh man, I shouldn't be, but this dude never ceases to amaze me. Make uh, make fullbacks great again, Eddie Borsini. Make, make, make fullbacks great again. We're not getting political here on the podcast, but make fullbacks <laughs> great again. I told this story. I don't know if it was on your podcast or maybe my own podcast at the Senior Bowl when Alec Engel was there. He was coached by the Raiders coaching staff and John Gruden. And during the week, Gruden and the staff would put stickers on players' helmets who really excelled. By the end of the week, Alec Ingold, you couldn't even see his helmet anymore because he had so many stickers on his helmet. This dude is just a freaking football player. Gruden said it today. You can't keep him off the field. After the game, he, you see the picture of him in the hospital bed with his hands up. He obviously looked like he took a, a shot. He was yeah. protecting his brother, Josh Jacobs. But look, there's no stopping this guy. This guy wants to get out there. This guy knows that he needs to lead the way for Jacobs and Booker in this revenge game. You love this guy. Gruden compared him to a Mark Van Egan today, one of the Raider great fullbacks, halfbacks, if you will, of, of uh, the past 30 years. I mean, look, I love having this guy on this, on this football team. 
he's going to be out there, whether he has one arm, two arms, three crack ribs, no matter what. And that's what you love to do. This is a guy that Raider fans will remember for years and years to come, a player like Alec Engold. That's good stuff. Eddie, now while we're talking injuries, we're going to get through the rest of this. And uh, obviously probably no Trent Brown again. Uh, he's going to be, I'd expect, just a few weeks. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, see where his status is, I'd say, after the Chiefs game at least. Um, Colton Miller still up in the air. Uh, last week, I, I don't want to say I was set on it, but given his injury history and him never missing a snap, uh, him playing through whatever it was, five or six knee sprains his rookie year, I didn't think he'd miss a game. I thought, you know, he would maybe do whatever he did to get on, whatever he can do to get on the football field. He was a game decision last week. Um, he's still not practicing now. Obviously, more rest. I probably don't expect him to practice really the rest of the week. Um, if we see a limited in there, maybe I guess we could see him playing on Sunday. Still, probably game time decision. But this is, uh, I would say, uh, this ankle injury is probably no joke. If he's not able to get the, if he misses a game. It's probably no joke. If he's not practicing, Colton Miller, just like Alec Ingold, is another dude that is going to do whatever he can possibly do to get out there. So I'm a little worried about him. But Eddie, what do you? Uh, how do you feel about our tackle situation now? Again, a repeat going into Week Ten. Look, I want to knock on wood and again, everybody out there, knock on wood if you're with us. I feel good about the tackle situation. I don't feel great about it because I feel like they're playing with fire a little bit. Brandon Parker, let's give a round of applause for Brandon Parker. Yeah. Everybody shit on this guy for a long time and <laughs> killed him for being a really, really bad left tackle or right tackle. And yeah. friend, he was. He was a pet, pet peeve of Tom Cable. He wanted to get him in there. He's played really, really good football, stepping in. The whole offensive line has. But you're playing with fire with guys like Sam Young. So Colton Miller, look, they didn't diagnose it as a high ankle sprain. If it came out as a high ankle sprain, Colton Miller would miss multiple weeks. They said it was an ankle sprain. And you know, like you said, yeah. this dude would do anything possible to get on the football field. I think he tries to play this week. Look, the whole COVID nonsense, the, the Trent Brown, the, the, you know, the, the contact tracer, and they couldn't be around. Colton didn't practice all week. He went out there and was his usual solid self. I don't worry about him practicing all week, being ready for game time. I just think he knows how important these these division games are, and he's, he needs to be out there on Sunday. So I think if, if I was a betting man, I think Colton Miller is playing on Sunday at left tackle. There we go. Now we have the last position group that I'm a little up in the air about, and that's – Trayvon Mullen, obviously he went out, he aggravated, I believe, a hamstring. And it sounded like it was almost a previous injury, and he aggravated it on Sunday. And now, um, obviously, we had Isaiah Johnson. You haven't had a chance to talk about Isaiah Johnson. I probably said on the postgame show, I probably said the name Isaiah Johnson a good, I don't know, 63 times, I would say, the entire show. What did uh, I say on the preview show last yeah, week? Hey. I, I was I was like, <laughs> no Stradamus, bro. No Yeah, hey, you nailed it, man. You freaking nailed it. You, wa you wanted to see him out there against these big-body guys. Now, it wasn't in the situation that we wanted, right? Wow. We didn't want it to be because Trayvon Mullen was out. We wanted to see him getting opportunity over Lawson. Now, hopefully, depending on how this goes this week, there might – I mean, depending on what happens with Trayvon Mullen, there could still be no, I mean, Trayvon Mullen's not practicing still. Could he be out there Sunday? I'm not going to take it off the table. But now we also have Damon Arnett, who has the cast off his hand. Um, maybe the Raiders learn from the last time not to rush him back into the situation, especially when you have a guy like number 24 that has no regard for, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's going after the ball carrier. And if you're near that ball carrier, there's a good chance you're getting hit. And that's what happened to him last time. So, Maybe the Raiders take a step back, ease them into action. And I don't know, I, through this whole, uh, I guess, roller coaster of corners that we have going on these next couple weeks, 
Hopefully number 31 still makes some appearances here, Eddie. I think so, Cody. I mean, look, he, he kind of, and Gruden kind of mentioned it after the game, he's kind of a roller coaster a little bit. You see, the obviously, he's got the size. That's just God-given. You see the ability. His nickname is Big Play Zay on Twitter and on IG. The guy makes big plays, so you want him out there. I wanted to match up against Mike Williams and those guys. And even if he doesn't start this week, even if Nevin Lawson's playing out there, maybe Mullen comes back a little bit, or you mix in Damon Arnett, the Broncos have bigger wide receivers. Tim Patrick's a big dude. Noah Fant's a big dude. Jerry Judy's got some size. Deshaun Hamilton has some size. Match up Isaiah Johnson on these guys. Let them roam around the field a little bit. Look, at the bottom line is this defense has been so bad statistically, and we could all see it with our own two eyes. The players that make the plays and deserve to play should play. And if yeah. Isaiah Johnson saved the game essentially last week with those two plays on those two fades, he should be playing. Listen, yeah. we listening to the char- at, at work, we were at SiriusXM, we were listening to the Charger broadcast. The Charger broadcast with Daniel Jeremiah, Moondesticks, and all that kind of stuff was saying, go after Nevin Lawson. He has the side. He's 5'9". Go after him in, in the red zone. The Chargers didn't do that. They went after Isaiah Johnson, thinking that he was a younger player and they could take advantage of it. Yeah. It came back to bite him because Isaiah made the play. So yeah. the way I see it, I, I don't think Isaiah is in the starting lineup just yet. I think Nevin Lawson, unfortunately, still goes back out there and starts. You'll have LaMarcus Joyner, and I think you'll mix in the Damon Arnett coming back slowly and Isaiah Johnson. And look, by year's end, you want Trayvon Mullen, Damon Arnett, Isaiah Johnson as your quarterbacks. LaMarcus Jordan is going to be gone after this year. Evan Lawson has gone after this year. Those are the three guys that are going to carry us to the future. So I want them on the field as soon as possible. But again, like you said, let's not rush our net back. Let's ease Isaiah back in. Let's get the most out of these guys. But bottom line is the best players have to play on defense. Man, we have such, I feel like, a good mix of players at corners, just finding the right recipe and putting them in a position to get physical because now that we're going up against a wide receiver like Jerry Judy, he's the type – I've always called him Amari Cooper 2.0. Um, as much as I have my dislikes for Amari Cooper, he's a great route runner, and he's going to get separation, especially if you play him soft. You put him in these little zones, you you start sagging off on him, he's going to excel. So hopefully Paul Gunther sees that with number 10 lining up across them and can start getting in his face, uh, putting yeah. pressure on him, putting hands on him, getting physical with this guy. And, and that's, um, that's, what they've, that's what they've kind of missed, to be honest, Cody. They missed, yeah. you know, Damon Arnett coming out of college, his biggest thing was he's a big, he was a physical guy. He liked to get up in people's faces and jam the receivers. Yeah. Again, that's not Paul Gunther's MO, but if you do that to a guy, like you said, like a Jerry Judy, and disrupt his amazing route running ability, it could only benefit you. So I think that's what they're going to get back with Damon Arnett, that physical play yeah. at the corner position, not only jamming guys off the line, but tackling as well. Absolutely. Looking at the other side of the ball, uh, KJ Hamler, a guy with some speed that's been a little bit compared to Henry Ruggs. Broncos fans seem to think that he is faster than Henry Ruggs. I mean, hey, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, you can try and make they that got, argument all day long. They're gonna have something, you know. They gotta hang their hat on something. Yeah, you can make that argument whenever he, you know, decides not to not run his forty. So I mean, yeah, go ahead. You can argue that all day long, but whatever. Um, the, but the Broncos are facing a lot of injuries on their defense. Uh, they've always been a middle of the pack defense at worst. For the most part, they're always you know able to force some turnovers. Always a pretty good defense. Whenever you have Von Miller out there, and, and you know whenever they had guys like Chris Harris out there, Justin Simmons playing on contract years, things like that. Uh, they had, we've always had a good defense. Now you're seeing some of these guys fall off, and you're you're seeing them digging in their depth chart a little bit. Um, it seems to be also no Shelby Harris. Shelby Harris back on the COVID list. Um, obviously his health is in my thoughts. But besides that, 
this team could really struggle against the run right now, Eddie. I think the Devontae Booker revenge game, him and both Josh Jacobs, I think the duo of these two guys is going to be a complete revenge game. I mean, look, this Bronco defense is not the Bronco defense, like you said, that we've seen in years past. They still got good players. Bradley Chubb can still get up to the quarterback. He's very disruptive. Jeremiah Tachu has, has killed us over the years while he was with the Chargers of the Broncos. He's made plays uh, against this Raider offense. But look, this is not the Miller and, like you said, Chubb coming off the edge. Vic Fangio is a good – I shouldn't even say good. He's a great defensive coach. They just don't have the pieces. They don't have the horses. This team could be had. This, could yeah. be, this team could be had in the run game. This team, this team could be had in a deep passing game. Justin Simmons, you know, Pro Bowl safety, a guy that I was on this podcast saying how much I wanted the Raiders to go out and sign this player. He's still a good player, but they have young corners that the Raiders can attack. The problem, this Denver Broncos defense should pose no issue at all for this Raiders team. This Raiders team should be able to go in there, run the ball at will, and pass the ball at will. Waller should eat. Rug should eat deep. And the run game should go, just like they did against the Chargers. The, the Chargers and the Broncos are very similar teams. The Chargers might have actually more, more defensive talent, if you think about it. But this Bronco defense can be had. they got to protect Derek Carr. If they, if they protect Derek Carr, give him some time, he can take shots down the field to Nelly and to Ruggs. And the, the run game's always going to be there. This team wants to run the football and, and jam it down their throats. They could do it to this Denver Broncos team easily because this is not the Denver Broncos team we're used to seeing. You're 100% right, Eddie. So let's take this quick break provided by Blue Wire, and we'll be right back. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates you will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. And yes, football is back in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division and championship futures all day every day head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses don't forget to use promo code bluewire at betonline.ag that's bluewire all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts while you're talking about taking shots down the field while you're bringing up nelly and rugs and what this what this passing attack has had the last few weeks. Um, I want to switch over to a, a I guess a question that we've posted um, on the cited app. If you guys are listening to this right now, uh, you can drop down in the description of the podcast, and I have links to download the cited app. And the cited app is basically made for debates. You get on there, you vote, 
and you can comment your debate or your argument or whatever makes you happy about what your selection was or how you can argue it or how you can add your own opinion. Now, side of debates, um, we posted on there this week that I feel like Nelson Aguilar, Eddie Borsili, I feel like Nelson Aguilar is making a serious argument of being the number one wide receiver of this offense. Now, there's also, I feel like, a second part to this that maybe we just don't have that true number one receiver yet. But um, if I'm going to put up maybe the you know most favorable wide receiver that I'd want to put in my fantasy lineup right now, I think it might be Nelson Aguilar. Eddie Borsili, what are your thoughts on uh, number 15 being up there at the top of the receiving core? Look, I love me some Nelly. I'll sit here on his podcast and say I was dead wrong on this guy. I wanted no part of him coming out of Philadelphia. I'm an East Coast guy, so I saw it firsthand. First-round guy, had the dropsies, was the butt of many jokes. So I'll sit up here right now and, and, and be a man and say that, look, this guy deserves all the accolades he could have. He deserves a contract extension. He's been everything yes. and more that this Raider team could possibly ask for. I, I wouldn't go so far. I, I'm on the side of I lean that this, this team doesn't really have a number one receiver right now. Um, I'll still say that it's Henry Ruggs, and I'll give you a couple of reasons why. Okay. Maybe, maybe the production's not there for Henry Ruggs. He's, he doesn't have as many catches. You know, He doesn't have the touchdowns. It's not flashing. But Henry Ruggs is the coverage dictator for this football team. Yeah. Whether or not that teams are, like I said, he's catching touchdowns and, and doing 10 catches for – 200 yards and two touchdowns. I think those days will come for Ruggs. Mm-hmm. I think he's learning the NFL offense right now, learning John Gruden's offense, learning the speed of the game. And he's still, if you go and watch the film, this guy has to, the defense has to put at least two guys on this player at all times. Otherwise, he's taking it to the house every time. So while Ruggs is, the production might not be there, I still think he's got the number one traits that you're looking for. And again, I think maybe by the end of the year, He'll emerge as his team's number one receiver, but you can't take anything away from, from Aguilar. Yeah. I mean, the guy's got 17 catches, five of them for touchdowns. I mean, yeah. what, what, more, what more? And you could see, we all know what DC likes. Derek Carr, and maybe it's the number 15. Maybe it's hey, the number it could be. Running. Crabtree, Aguilar. I mean, look, he when he feels comfortable with a wide receiver, that guy's going to get the ball. That's why Darren Waller gets the ball. That's yeah. why Hunter Renfro gets the ball. That's why Aguilar. Him and Ruggs, they said they're, they're clicking in practice. Maybe it's just not coming over to the game once that clicks for Carr and he feels that rugs is not going to let him down that ball is going to go to henry rugs and the numbers are going to are going to explode so i think that a lot of it is you know the coverage is is rolling towards henry rugs taking away those deep shots and two him and Carr really haven't clicked yet i think once they click henry rugs is the number one receiver on this football team yeah and he's had a few big catches um of course you can't look at this as um like an eight-game sample because he hasn't yeah. played the eight games. And now the, just this last game, if anybody ever gets a chance to go back and watch that uh, incomplete pass that they called on the sideline, deep down yeah. the right sideline, I watched the all-22 replays of this, Eddie, in slow-mo, and I think it could have dang near yeah. actually been a catch. He he secured it. I think it honestly, if it was a catch, that would have been Derek Carr's Best throw of the season. I mean, it was right in the bread basket, right, dropped it in over two defenders, right on the sideline. It gave Ruggs enough time to put two feet down. Now, the only thing you couldn't see in the replay is if I was believe it was his left foot dragging. He had the right foot down, 
The left foot kind of floated across. Impossible to see on an all twenty-two replay. That's something, of course, you got to see, you know, on on the on the broadcast camera. So you got to yeah. get the you got to get the high definition. But it was close. And had he made that reception, I'm not sure we would have been having this conversation because he's doing exactly what we expect him to do. He just didn't have that impact catch. Um, in, you know, thing, a couple yeah. recent same, games. Same thing. same thing goes to the to the game against the Browns. He has a touchdown catch. Look, you, I don't want to bring out the player's name, but we'll just leave it as number ten on Kansas City. He's a type of player with that small stature, but he's really good on the sideline with his footwork. Mm-hmm. He has the ability to keep the feet in, to keep the chains moving, and know where he is. I guess it's part of coming to the NFL. It's part of playing yeah. the game, playing the game. So once Ruggs figures that out and figures out how to let his you know feet catch up to the rest of his body, I think watch out. But again, I think he's just adjusting kind of to the NFL life and, and to, to the speed of it. And I think once it clicks, it's going to be you know rocket launch from there on out. Yeah, so I, I kind of lean on the side of, um, I don't want to say Nelson Aguilar is wide receiver number one, but whenever a big play is needed or if they feel like they want to take a shot down the field, I feel like that's going to number 15, yeah. um, and that's going to elevate him to, the, I think, the closest thing that we have to a number one wide receiver. And I'll also make a case, a sneaky case, for Hunter for the Renfro. For the goat, for the the goat. goat. Give him his green jacket right now. The dude, like, <laughs> it's amazing. I'm telling you, he will go and he'll I mean I, I tell this to everybody he'll you know be catching touchdowns on Sunday and then he's going to be substitute teaching my son's class probably on Mondays it, it's, it's a amazing money, he's a money player dude he's a money player he look for everything that Ruggs is learning in the NFL where to keep his feet you know where the first down is Hunter Renfro is is the master at that he knows where the sticks are he knows where the goal line is he knows where the soft spot in the zone for a quarterback, he's the quarterback's best friend. Let's yeah. not forget, look, we're talking about number one receivers here, and I understand we're trying to classify receiver and tight end in two different categories. The number one target and, and receiver on the Raiders is Darren Waller. Yes. Even, yeah. But, you know, I understand. So, look, you go with Nelson Aguilar. Look, let's make a friendly wager. <laughs> okay. Nelson Aguilar will probably win the touchdown, uh, you know, maybe gamut. I, I think Ruggs will make it, make it closer. I think at the end of the season, Ruggs will have more catches and Aguilar, but Aguilar will have more touchdowns. The fact that both of these guys are having over 20 yards per reception yeah. is nuts. It, I mean, go ahead and just shut down all those, whatever it is, uh, average yards, air yards per attempt, whatever all yards that. Yards per attempt, bro. Next for the shot. Yards per <laughs> I was I was actually going a little further than that because uh, the yards per attempt thing was a thing, you know. And shout out to the podcast, Eddie Borsili's podcast. Make sure you search yards per attempt on your favorite podcasting platforms. But it was the uh, the the air yards, you know, the next gen stat stuff. Yeah. And I mean, he's just letting it fly. And what's great is, and this is what I this is the argument I tried to make last year. And it's that there's those few times where we wanted to take a shot down the field. We just felt like we didn't have the power to make that happen. Now that we have Rugs and Aguilar, we're playing the same freaking offense as we were last year, Eddie. I feel like there's not a huge difference in change to Derek besides his ability now to have the weapons to go deep down the field. But to close out real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, to close out real quick with Sighted, make sure you guys download the Sighted app um, and we'll continue, of of course, these, these debates every single week. You can follow me at Raider Cody on the app um, or if you keep up on Twitter. Um, we, we go, you know, break down these things, but Eddie, what, I mean, can you agree? I mean, Derek has been, I feel like the same quarterback, this has been the same offensive scheme. Um, it's just a matter of now they have the ability to take the shots. I agree. And a lot of it too is, and look, he has the same challenges he faced last year with the offensive line. The offensive line has been good, but you know what? 
is the key this year more than anything else. A healthy Gabe Jackson. Yeah. A healthy Gabe Jackson this year. He battled injuries the past two years. There was talk the Raiders were going to cut him. Dude, Gabe Jackson should make the Pro Bowl because yeah. now you have the interior guys, you know, Rodney and Gabe just solidifying that line. And a lot of it too is Derek coming into his own skin and realizing he has to be resilient in the pocket and not just be able to sit back there and have 15 seconds to throw. We see him with the runs. We saw him with the dive run this uh, this past week, which is amazing. I called it the Derek Carr FU drive because <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just see a different type of player that understands now that he doesn't always have to fit a ball into a perfect angle and get it there for first down. He could use his legs. And when he uses his legs, how about the throw to Renfro last week? How about Dude. the one rolling out to his right? dropping it over that might have been the best throw of his career to yeah. be honest that, that was ridiculous but here's the stat on, on rugs and aguilar which is kind of to my point before rugs has 21 targets but only 10 catches aguilar has 23 targets and 17 catches that's crazy. Means when cars go into aguilar they're completing passes and it's it's working out and, and the, the rugs you know dynamic again they're just a little bit off but i just think car now with this offense is let's run it down your throat we could run it when we want to we could throw that short in, intermediate pass game, which we've always done. We, we, we do that better than anybody in the league. Yeah. And now we have two guys, like you said, with Ruggs and Aguilar that have the speed to take the top off the defense. This offense can beat you in any single way that they desire on a football field. And Carr has been accurate. He's not turning the ball over. And he's playing like the quarterback that we all know he would be. Speaking of uh, being accurate and not turning the ball over, you know who's not been accurate and turning <laughs> the ball over? That's been uh, Mr. Dollar Tree Baker Mayfield that plays for the Denver Broncos and Drew Locke. Drew Locke. This this is my key to the game right now, Eddie. And this is how we're going to close this thing out. And, and I'm going to get I'm going to get a little uh I'm going to get a little wild right now. I'm I'm feeling a little wild. And and the way we're going to win this football game is we're going to take advantage of Drew Locke. He's thrown six touchdowns and six interceptions. That is absolutely like pathetic. That's like the most pathetic stat line I've ever seen in my life. And to hear that people, uh, there's like this little talk and, and you kind of hear the rumblings through fan bases that the Broncos fans right now are kind of how Raiders fans are about Derek. If I ever had Derek Carr throwing six touchdowns and six interceptions, I'd probably be, you know, hoisting my pitchfork too. But yeah. it's never been that situation. Drew Locke is a loose cannon waiting to happen. Uh, right before we started recording this podcast, Eddie, you had mentioned uh, you know, he's good early in the game, or I'm sorry, he's not very good early in the game, but, you know, towards the end, he kind of start putting things together. Well, I see this Raiders defense with two interceptions on Sunday. I'm going to I'm gonna get all, I'm telling him, I'm getting crazy. That's bold. That's bold for two season. interceptions on Sunday. It's bold. And you know who's going to have one of them? Say it. Corey Littleton. Oh, I'm here for that, baby. It's it's that. a time where he needs to make a play. He needs yep. to make a play. He needs to get his head back on straight because I've been very disappointed in number 42. And maybe it's because he's not making plays. Maybe he needs a little momentum on his side. And there's only one way to get momentum, that's to make plays. And I, this is the time. This is the time. Get him out there on Noah Fant. It's going to happen. This is the time, and I told you before this podcast started, this is the time to go after and my favorite nickname in the NFL, YOLO Drew Locke. <laughs> YOLO Drew Locke, who in the first three quarters, dude, two weeks ago, this guy was on the brink of being benched because he basically just, look, 
they call him a gunslinger type 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 dude where he just thinks he can go out there and Brett Favre maybe throw in. He's not Brett Favre. Let's not, let's, let's not, let's not, you know, yeah. let's not get crazy here. This guy, look, the Raider defense, I put this out on Twitter today and I didn't want to put this stat. JC Jackson of the Patriots has two more turnovers by himself than this Raider defense does as a whole. It's okay. I don't want to say it, but if there's any game to get right, it's this game. Drew Locke throws some of the most interceptable balls. I don't even know if that's a word. Interceptable <laughs> balls that you could possibly throw. He throws the flat routes underneath. He, he tries to make throws that quarterbacks in the NFL shouldn't make unless you're in the top echelon of quarterbacks. They need to turn the ball over on Drew Locke. They need to be aggressive. They need to jump routes. You could easily jump two or three routes on this guys and have two pick sixes before the third quarter even begins. And like you said, He's been really good in the fourth quarter. He kind of gets in a groove a little bit. Once he gets in a groove, they've been scoring points. But a lot of it's been garbage time points. It's been points when they've been yeah. behind by three touchdowns, and he's just going out there slinging the ball all over the place. I don't want to get into that 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 type of game. I don't want the Raiders to go up twenty three, you know, twenty eight to three, and then you know in the fourth quarter go into that prevent. Oh, oh no, let's just mm-hmm. get out of here. Mm-hmm. And Locke starts throwing touchdowns. They need to be aggressive. They need to get after the quarterback like always. But again, I am with that Corey Littleton pick. This dude, look, I said it earlier in the week. He has been a massive disappointment. I was one of the guys pounding the table saying that Corey Littleton was the guy to be on this Raider defense, to fix this Raider defense. He just looks like he's not comfortable in the scheme that he's in now. He's not free to make plays. He's not being who we thought he'd be when they brought him over. You know, we thought he'd come over here, cover tight ends, do these type of things, pick passes off, blitz coming. He's not doing any of those things. So I don't know if this is just a, you know, maybe a mental thing with Corey, but this is the get right game. I, I am so with that. The get right game for this Raider defense to instill some confidence. I'm predicting three plus turnovers from this Raider defense. A couple picks, maybe a fumble thrown in. They need three plus turnovers. This game will be won easily versus the Denver Broncos. Give Derek Carr in this offense an easy win. Like, how nice would that be? This this offense is very dominant with the opportunities that they're given. I mean, if you if they if the defense is getting worked, guess what? We're gonna control the ball. We're gonna have the yeah. ball. We're gonna keep it in our hands. We're still gonna put up, you know, 25, 30 points on you. That's how this yeah. offense will yeah. operate. So yeah. if the defense can give them a game, basically a game off. Just a little confidence to go into Kansas City because you know what, Eddie? If I'm going to be sitting in Stage Door Casino uh, in a week and a half, I want to be sitting with some happy Raider fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, we're taking risks. We're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. And to beat them think once in the Arrowhead. Juice, think about the juice in that football game, Sunday Night Football. It's coming in. We beat them already. Raiders six and three. There will be so much juice for that football. It's really. Can I go on a little bit of a rant here? Go on a rant, dude. I'm here for it's rants. So it's so ridiculous. Look, I understand the whole all the COVID concerns. We're all living in this nightmare world of COVID nineteen. But the fact that there, dude, there were thirty five thousand people in Jerry's world and, and to watch the Dallas Cowboys. Why can't beautiful stadium in Nevada? There can't be any type of codes. They can't do it. There's got to be smarter people than us that can go in and say, and say all right, you guys could have 15,000, 20,000, 5,000. Some fans in this stadium, so it's not dead quiet. They need, they're playing well, the no, Kansas City Chiefs. We can. Football. We can. Mark, Mark Davis, if you're listening, I'm going to this podcast religiously every week. If you're listening <laughs> to this, please let fans in the stadium for this game. Please let people watch this football team in your brand new beautiful stadium. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that Eddie, because Mark has listened to this podcast a few times. So if you are listening right now, Mark, we Let's know you, we know you're listening. 
<laughs> and we want to be in that stadium. Like it's it's as simple as that. I mean, hey, I get it. I, I can sit on both sides of the fence. If you want to, you know, do the, you know, we want to open up full of fans. We want the full experience that week. I'm with it. Like I get it because I want the same thing. But right now, this is a team that's a playoff football team and is slowly losing home field advantage every yep. single place they go to. So yep. there's, I mean, there's a there's a business decision we got to make right now. And I think uh, anybody would take a 10% capacity stadium sure. over nothing. Sure. There'll be people lined up out the door to go to the game, you know, health concerns. Yeah. I know. I know. I probably know a thousand of them right now. that will be ready to go to that stadium right now. <laughs> rip their health. Immediately. I, I think I'm one of them. Yeah. Let me out of here. Put me in a, I'll, I'll wear a hazmat suit through the entire game. Put me in that stadium. I don't care what I got to do. I don't care what the guidelines are. Eddie Bersili, uh, man, I appreciate you joining me. This is something that we're going to be doing obviously very often. Um, but now we're facing the, you know, the, the Denver Broncos, our second of three streaked, I guess, division rival games. A big stretch for us right now. Um, Eddie, do you have uh, any last doubts, concerns, or comments about this Week 10 matchup? I always have my doubts. Look, you know, I have doubts. Division games, you never know what could happen. You never know. These these are the type of games that, you know, where teams – look, my biggest concern always with the, with the Raider team is playing down to the competition. You don't want to play down to the competition yeah. – and, and, and let a team come into your building and pick you off. This is an, a, a ridiculously big game. You win this football game, you're 6-3. and three. You have the Chiefs next week. Look, I'm not saying it affords you a loss for us to Kansas City Chiefs, but we all, we all know what we're dealing with with that football team. After that, you have the Atlanta Falcons who have been playing better football, but it's still a, a, a beatable team, and you have the New York Jets. My point is, don't slip up versus bad teams. You had Last year, you slipped up versus bad teams, and it cost you a playoff spot. And the season spiraled out of control. Go in there. You're a better football team than the Denver Broncos. You're better on offense. You're better on defense. Win the football game. Put your mark on them. Then you go into a Sunday night football game, just like you did a couple weeks ago versus the Kansas City Chiefs, and you get on the field, and you never know what happens. So take care of business versus the Broncos. Take care of business versus teams that are not better than you, and everything else will fall into the place. Because, again, if you get out of the next four games, eight and four, you're right on the doorstep of the playoffs. And any, and once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. So take care of business versus Denver Bronco team. That's not good enough. 100%. Eddie Borsilli, thanks for joining me, brother. And anybody that's listening right now, make sure you subscribe. Again, to yards per attempt on all of your favorite plat- podcast platforms. You're what? Spotify, Apple. You got all the goods. So anybody. make sure you find Eddie Borsilli and tune in to the extra Raiders content. So, Eddie, I'll be talking to you again in uh, seven days, man. All right, Cody. Be well, man. Let's go Raiders. So like I said, guys, that's going to wrap it up for episode 116, but be on the lookout for a second episode to drop the next day. Not the next day, maybe the day after that. You know, things happen. I get busy. Things things get a little crazy over here. I don't just got all the time in the world to post podcasts, but I do my best to put out a lot of content. And while we're five and three, let's get excited. Let's talk about it as we go on this streak heading to a Kansas City game. So, you know, this isn't a team to take lightly. But I'll tell you what, this Las Vegas Raiders team, if we want to be a playoff team, we, we got to win this week. We got to win this week. Eddie Bersili said the best. This is something, you know, right now going into Denver, into Denver um, you, you don't want to have to have a must-win game against Kansas City. You want to win this game. You want to be 6-3. and three. You want to be feeling good. You want to have a little cushion to fall back on because beating the Kansas City Chiefs twice in the same season, although very possible, and I think this Raiders team can do it, 
you don't want to have to rely on that. So big game coming up. Las Vegas Raiders feeling good. I'm feeling good. Raider Cody's feeling great. Eddie Persili obviously coming in with some heat. And I called it earlier, two interceptions, and one is coming from Corey Littleton. We're going to flip the script. We're going to be feeling good. Raider Nation, be ready for uh, Game Preview 2.0 coming out soon. Or you can go to YouTube.com uh, slash Raider Cody or search Raider Cody on YouTube if you want a little sneak peek now. If you can't wait any longer and you want the second piece to this podcast, you can go watch it on YouTube first before it drops on the podcast. So... If you're, uh, if you're that loyal and you're that avid, I know there's those people that are waiting for this podcast to drop, uh, go watch the YouTube channel too. Leave that five-star rating and review here. Go hit that thumbs up and subscribe on YouTube. But Raider Nation, five and three. I'm feeling six and three. Let's keep this, let's get, let's keep this freight trainer rolling. Let's keep this thing going. The silver and black's hot. And we're going to see what we can do against the different Broncos. So until you hear from me next time, soon, I'll see you guys later. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.